my lovely listeners, this is Colin Taylor and welcome to Is That A Dog Hair In My Tea? We have the amazing Randy Sands all the way from Florida talking to all of us today on everything from carving that incredible hair to animal communication and oh, also, Randy is a medium. How are you doing, hey, Randy? Sweetheart. Wonderful, my love. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. So what's the weather like first in Florida? Is it beautiful today? It is. It's actually very nice. It was raining this morning, but it's pretty nice right now. Oh, that's well. You know what? We've had surprisingly in England in, um, I would say, September and October is always beautiful. It's that perfect fall weather where it's kind of mild sunshine but not hot at all it's still kind of brisk but it's walkable it's beautiful and i absolutely love it so we had a lovely stroll in the woods today with jigsaw me and coleman it was incredible so nice i know so anyway i'm so happy that you have um said you would come on to is that a dog hair in my tea and this is new for me because and this was you also who actually made me do this it's all randy's fault guys um we are live also on facebook yeah so because i i can't wait to teach you how to do the the um zoom webinars where they're live yep so you can have your podcast and you can have that as well. Exactly. And this is actually it's a really, really good way to, on a business side of you, to promote my podcast. So I've, I'm excited to learn. So for the listeners out there, Randy Sands is obviously from the USA, um, from Florida. Um, Randy used to groom dogs and she is well known around the world for carving, which is like the animal tattooing which you do with your clippers so explain to me a little bit about first of all your grooming career um when you got started where you went to school um obviously we're gonna mention something that we both know a little person (laughs) another somebody wonderful yes um grooming was actually a late life career for me i was a union iron worker for quite a while you know, the people you see walking the beams way up in there. And um, after a few times of getting hurt, it was enough. So I decided to go to school for grooming. So I went to Maryfield and I was trained by Pina, and uh, who's amazing. And um, as far as the short-haired coat carving goes, what happened is I actually saw a video of some barbers doing a design in somebody's hair and i said listen and they were young they were they were young kids i'm like listen if those young kids can do that i can do it mm-hmm. so i did it and i'll, I'll see if i can pull up the, the picture that people know me the most for really quick for people if they want to see it um so i started doing it here we go so this is a mural that was on the side of my dog. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. It really is pretty. And it's a lot of fun. It's something that's very creative, which is what inspires me. 
I wish that I could be like these people on Groom Team USA, but it just bores me. Breed, breed standard bores me. <laughs> And, and I hate to say that because it's so beautiful, but it's just the way my brain works. Absolutely. I have to do something different. Um, so that was a great outlet for me to do something different that worked. Exactly. And, you know, the nice thing about it is it lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. So when you do it for a client, it's going to last two to three months. And and how how many people... Per week, would you say would ask for the tattooing? Are you talking like like a Christmas time, maybe holly and berries and all that kind of stuff, and you know, simple tattooings? Or I mean, yours is pretty extreme. Um, do you ever get that asked of you, or when you was grooming, you know, a few years back? I I well, and I still do some grooming. Um, I would get asked for all different kinds of things. I would get asked if their kid played little league to put the number on the dog and they would take the dog out to the field. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was weddings, um, I've, I've been asked for all kinds of things, all kinds of musical notes all over the dog. Awesome. That'd um, be, that'd be really cool. Like sheet music. Yeah. Where you, you have the, the lines, the five lines and you put musical notes throughout it. I I've been asked for all kinds. Of things. See, that would be hard. That, I mean, isn't that hard to do? Because if you, if you were to screw up when you're doing etching or carving, whatever you want to call it on a short haired dog, what happens? And ha- have you ever done it where you've had <laughs> screwed up and said, okay, well we'll turn that into this and it won't be that anymore. You have to be prepared. Absolutely. You have to be prepared because it's not like grooming. It's not like the creative grooming with long coated dogs, like, like Angela Kumpi, Lori Craig, um, Kelly Knight, you know, all these people, uh, Cheryl Grain, all these people are known for. Um, while that takes an extreme amount of talent, it's a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. You may be able to hide a couple things where with this, if you mess up, you have to be prepared to change it. And I was actually teaching a class once in Texas and somebody had made a mistake and I were looking at it and I said, okay, well, that's going to become this. (laughs) And I took the clippers from her and I, I did it and it, it looked pretty good. We were all happy with it. You know, it wasn't perfect, but we were all happy with it. So yes, with short haired coat carving, if, if something goes wrong, you better be prepared to change it into something completely different. So it's good to have a B plan, guys, when you're trying to do <laughs> something in your head. Um, I mean, I, I would also imagine when you have a bad tattoo yourself, and I've got a couple on my body, and um, if I want to get them covered up or changed, obviously they'd have to be a little bit creative and try and find some kind of similar lines to go with or do something totally you know, outlandish on me, which... I'm probably going to have to have done. Um, anyway, so, you know, you went to grooming school and you've done the animal carb and that's what you're really known for. I met you at Hershey when you was on the L... I, I, I got to be really careful how I say this because when I say the LBGBQ, that, that I am right, correct? I always say LGBTQ. LBG, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. So, the, <laughs> um, L, yeah, the lesbian, gay... 
um, by Transsexual Queer Alliance, correct? And I'm God, I'm I'm going to be terrible if I get this wrong because I should be knowing this stuff. That's a mouthful, so we're just going with it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, <laughs> and that's how I met Randy, and Randy has a beautiful wife, and um, that's how we got to know each other, and um, which I think was really good because you are a big supporter, obviously, of the gay community, say the gay community as a whole, and trans, and bi, and you know, and all the other, all the other people out there, and um, and I think what you did and bring that out to light was really, really important because um, in the grooming industry, I know for, for you know, when it comes to me back in the day, and I was grooming in America in the 80s, um, there was only me and Scott Wasserman. <laughs> there was probably a lot more, but that's, you know, when it comes to out people, there was me and Scott. So I think it's great that you actually brought more people forward um, to wear the smocks which support the, you know, the alliance. And I think that's really good because it when you're walking through a trade show and you see somebody else with that same grooming tunic on, then you can relate to them immediately. Well, I'll tell you how that came about. Is, um, and I think we're having a little technical difficulties on the live, but... Um, Regardless, that's why we always see. That's why it's good that you did the podcast. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Um, how that came about was I was told that there were some people in our community that were being fired because the grooming salon they worked at found out they were gay. I found out that um, there were some people that weren't able to afford HIV medicines. One person told me that the shop found out they were gay and the owner fired them and told everybody in the shop that they would pay for them to be HIV tested. You are kidding me. No, no. I, there's a lot of things. So I started the LGBTQ Groomers Network um, to give everybody a safe place to chat yep. about things that may be going on. Uh, the requirement was that everybody had to be kind to each other. I didn't want any drama. And so far, we've been very blessed in that arena. Mm -hmm. Everybody has been very mindful. And, um, you know, I would like to get to the point where we can help some people. Uh, I found out that some people are having trouble affording their HIV meds. So I would like to get to the point where we get um, the 501c3. And we do fundraising and what have you. The problem is, is I, I need help to do that. So, okay. well, maybe me and you because, can work on that together, make it an, um, an international thing because I could not imagine being in America with, well, whether it be AIDS or HIV or any, any kind of illness and not having health insurance because, you know, People don't know how lucky they are in England when it comes to NHS. Yes, we might have to sit in a hospital for a little bit longer to be seen. But if it's an emergency, we get seen right away and we don't have to pay nothing for it. So, um, right. you know, I think it's, and I, I would love to do think something with you to raise some money, um, 
especially for that. I, 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 it was me being ignorant. I didn't quite know exactly what your big goal was. And I think that's amazing that um, to help people out in that, in that department is a must. Absolutely. Yeah. When I first started it, I, I got some criticism um, from some people that we both know. They thought it created more of a divide. And I said, it's not meant to create a divide. It's meant to help bring everybody together. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's meant to help people that, you know, can't afford medication that's basic life. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? Nobody, nobody, exactly. Basic life. Nobody should be, um, you know, have, you know, when it comes to medication and believe me, I've seen people in the industry years and years ago. I had a very good friend of mine and um, he, you know, obviously he's passed away now, but you know, when you see somebody and we've come a long, 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 long way when it comes to HIV but for the people that didn't have the success of still um, being on a certain medication or for people that are not blessed with the fact that they're still living, I tell you what, they went through absolute hell. And um, it's not a nice way whatsoever um, for anybody to look at you in a negative way. But that is just ignorance of certain people. And obviously, people will always point the finger and say, you're causing more of a divide and whatever like that. But... It's not necessarily about that. It's about somebody having a sense of family, isn't it? I feel it is. I feel it is. And if somebody is, I, let's just say I'm okay with somebody thinking I'm causing more of a divide if that's what it takes to help. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know, and, and and also what I would say to them is, okay, so who else is going to raise money for these people who need, you know, they need medication to help them live? And, I, you know, and sometimes, let's face it, in every single department of the world, in every single kind of culture, they or, or whatever it may be, or, you know, group of people, they have their own community and their own community are the ones what come together just like groomers come together to help other groomers, you don't expect other people outside the grooming industry to chuck you a bunch of money. You first go to the people in your industry first, don't you? And that's what my my goal and my intent were. And you know what, Colin? I think I've just worked out our, our little bit of technical difficulties, and we're going to go live now. Oh, we are? Okay, that's good. So I will just like, you know. Yes, we're live now. We're live now? Okay, so yeah. for the people that have missed a little bit right there, um, Randy was having some um, technical difficulties. Um, see, this is why, Randy, I always get panicky when it comes to anything. I've just learned how to work this machine and I've just learned how to download a podcast onto the Apple. And that took me a while, believe me. But for anybody who's just tuning in, we have the lovely Randy Sands with us. And Randy Sands is from Florida, USA. And um, Randy started out as a professional groomer and was known for carving, which is like tattooing of dogs. Um, and now we're just talking about the um, the help that she gives to the LBG. Oh, God. 
GQ. Thank you, GQ. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, that's really terrible. I mean, I'm dyslexic, so I'm going to use that as my excuse. But it would be really nice. We're talking about um, how um, some people have been fired from their jobs for being gay. There was even a person who was fired from their job, and then the boss told the other employees, but they will um, <laughs> pay to get them HIV tested. That, to me, is absolutely disgraceful because that shows just how ignorant some people are when it comes still when it comes to the stigma of HIV or anything. You know, people are so ignorant when it comes to stuff like that. Sad but true. Absolutely. Sad but true. Absolutely. So nobody, you know, everybody should be judged according to their merits or lack thereof. It shouldn't be sexuality. It shouldn't be color of skin. It shouldn't be religion. It shouldn't be any of that. It should be based strictly on who they are as an individual, you know, their character, what they're made of. Absolutely. And you know what? It's like when it comes to, um, I mean, when it comes to me looking at anybody, I look at a person as a human being and I say in the world, there are good people and there are not good people. And it doesn't matter what color they are. They come in all shapes and sizes and colors. And so with me, I just take everybody for face value and I love them until they prove me, you know, wrong. And yeah, I just have to let them go. But, um, you know, I, I think it's really, really important. And forgive me for not knowing exactly what your goal was with the um, organization, but I would love to help you out more with that. And we can, because I know when it comes to anything, you know, you can't necessarily do things by yourself. And it also always helps to have somebody else help you because that pushes you and you push them. And then it works out to be a good mix. So, and I love teamwork. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Many hands make little work. That's really, really good. I like that. Do you remember that, guys? Many hands make, I love that, make little work. So if you're in a shop and you are going crazy thinking, shall I hire somebody, shall I hire somebody, you've probably answered your own question right there, haven't you? Yes, you should hire somebody. Um, so, <laughs> so Randy, now the, let's get to the focus of what you do today. And this absolutely, okay. this really, really amazes me. And um, only because I find this fascinating um, when it comes to you being a medium. And um, obviously, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, obviously, and also, you you are an animal communicator. So I say animal because you, commu you communicate with all animals, correct? Yeah. And now, for people out there who might be saying, oh, my God, how is this possible and all that kind of stuff, I always say, listen, before anybody passes any kind of judgment or criticism, because unless, you know, you are a person who can obviously do it, but you told me, Randy, that anybody, when they tap into the right whatever, they anybody can do this. Is that true? 100%. I would love to tell you that I'm special, but I'm not. Everybody has the gift of, of mediumship in general. They just don't know how to tap into it. As a matter of fact, Colin, how many times have you heard about little kids having imaginary friends? Lots and lots of times. Those aren't imaginary friends. Those are their spirit guides they're playing with. 
then as life starts taking hold and you start going to school, you start having um, little league and you start having dance and going to grandma's and going here and doing this and doing that. You start getting more wrapped up in the human experience mm -hmm. yeah. than in the spiritual being that you were born. So what happens is you start closing down without even knowing it. So you have the gift. Everybody has the gift. It just needs, they need help and guidance to reopen that gift. That makes so much sense because when you're a child, you are vulnerable. You don't have life's issues to worry about. Your mind is wide open. And yeah, that would make total sense. And as you get older, you choose paths in life, right or wrong, and your mind gets clogged up with clutter and stuff. And then you... The human experience. Yeah, exactly. Life, as we call it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that makes absolute sense. Total sense. So tell me, um, when it comes to you, you yourself, when did you understand but you had this um this talent this this gift I'm, I'm gonna call it a gift because the people that don't have it you know like man just said everybody has the capability of mediumship but it's just about tapping back into it so when did you tap back into yours oh it's been a while but i i will tell you it started off i thought i was a bit crazy because I was hearing, I, I would literally drive down the street when I was doing mundane things where I was not in my own head, so to speak. I would start hearing and having conversations with loved ones that cross. And I would think, okay, I'm a little touched. And then I was asked to go out of town oh, for, the, for a weekend to Casa Dega, which is like the second oldest spiritualist group in the country. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, let's go. But I didn't know what it was. I was thinking we're just going away for a weekend. So I'm like, okay, let's go. And on the way up, are you excited? And I said, I guess. You're not excited? I said, well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've never been there. You don't know what it is? And I, so I was told what it was. I said, listen, I just want to know that I'm not crazy. We got there. We checked into the bed and breakfast, went out to eat. The ice chest was in the back of the car, and the plug had popped open. And it was an exceptionally cold night, and my hoodie was drenched. Went back in. I asked the lady, I said, is there any way this can go in the dryer? Sure. She was eating with another lady. And that lady looked at me, went back, took another bite, looked back at me. She said, you know, that you're not crazy. They're talking to you, right? Colin, I couldn't have moved up those stairs any faster if I would have had a lip rocket up my hiney. <laughs> I That's got to the top, funny. I got, I opened that door, I closed that door, I put my back up against that door, and I couldn't breathe. So the next day, I'm walking down the street, and the lady's walking towards me, she walks past, now this is a town of mediums, mind you. Yeah. She walks past me, and all of a sudden I hear, excuse me. I turned around, and went, me? And she's like, yeah. She goes, you know, you're not crazy, they're talking to you, right? If I would have had somewhere to run, I would have run like I was the rocket taking off to the moon. So then I decided I was going to go and have a reading. I walk in, I sit down, we start chit-chatting. She says, you know, you're going to do this for a living in a few years. I said, what? And she, turned, she goes, you know, you're not crazy. They're talking to you, right? 
Wow. Interesting. That was a weekend, let me just tell you. <laughs> so then I made it my business to do all kinds of workshops with all kinds of people. Like I've done a lot of workshops with Lisa Williams, who most people know because she's been all over TV for years and years and years. Um, so she was one of my mentors along the way. And, you know, once I found out that that's what was going on, I went, I made it my business to do everything I could to open up. And that's why I teach now because other people, everybody's got the gift. And, you know, at some point, a lot of people get that calling and they just don't know where to go and what to do and how to do it. So, so, so the voices you were hearing in your head that was making you feel like you was crazy you was tr you were suppressing them voices and it took somebody to talk to you for you to open up your mind again like we're just saying like as a child to then f for you to accept it is that correct i wouldn't say i was suppressing them i mean i was running with it but i was i was thinking it was wishful thinking <laughs> Wow. I was thinking, well, you know, they're dead. I don't, I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to run with it. <laughs> so, I was enjoying my conversations. Exactly. Now, when it comes to the conversations you've had with spirits, are they? I mean, do you talk a lot with your own relatives, or do random people just come into your your psyche and talk to you um, when you're obviously around other people? A little of both. As a matter of fact, when we chatted the other day, um, I think we we chatted about a spirit that walked in. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we were talking about somebody, and and as we're talking about them, they walked in. Interesting. It's really. I, Do I walk into stores and say, "Oh, excuse me, I've got no, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Because you might be on the Karen thing on 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 you on the on the computer, the crazy Karen ladies. You might right, you yeah, do no. not want to be put into that category. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I find it fascinating. I'm a total believer, but obviously there are people out there who who are not believers. And so, what would you say to people? That I mean, obviously, have people been negative towards you? Have people said you're nuts and all that kind of stuff? Not really. I've actually had good reaction. As a matter of fact, in the grooming world here in the States, I've had tremendous reaction. Um, with my classes, I bring in a lot of Groom Team USA members, and they sit for my students to do readings on them, and they've been very impressed. We've had Eric Chasey in several times, Heather Rose. Um, we've had a lot of the big names, and they've all walked away extremely impressed. Okay, now, now and when, when they come to see you, obviously when it comes to, um, is there a difference between a medium and a psychic? Yes. Okay. Okay. Could you tell me the every difference? medium is a psychic? Not every psychic is a medium. Okay. 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 I get it. Okay. So, so people come to you to have their cards read, or for you to help them out with, you know, with with situations like what's going on in their lives and all that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't do as many card readings anymore. I do more mental mediumship now. Um, I do teach tarot, um, and I do like it. It's it's a tool. It's a mediumship tool. It's not an end-all. But um, I do more mental mediumship now. So mental mediumship. You know, I've been in Lilydale. I've worked the stump. Okay. So, so Meaning where you don't necessarily use outside tools. Okay. Okay, cool. So it's just basically like you looking at me and me looking at you, and we have a conversation about what you think is going on and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I mean, like, you know. Right. Like I've worked. I've worked the stump in Lilydale, you know, doing animal communication where you've got an audience of two, three hundred people wow. and you're standing up there delivering messages. Wow. Now, as a matter of fact, last summer I worked the stump and I brought in. I did four or five readings where I brought in different animals that were crossed over. Really? That's mm -hmm. amazing. And you give evidence. You give evidence, so the owner, they're like, there's no way you could have known that. And you deliver the message, and on you go to the next. Well, you know what? It, it, it was really, really interesting because um, the school I went to was called the London Academy of Grooming. And my teacher, her name was Jill e well, Her name is Jill East was. Bless her. She's, you know, she's getting up there, but she's still going. She's a strong old, strong old cow. And um, <laughs> it was really funny because she sees mediums on a regular basis and when i was 16 years old she went to see her medium i was at work and she came back and she was talking to us and the medium says but her tubes um her two poodles sit under her chair all the time and they were sitting under her chair at that point and then she also told jill that i was going to move to america and at that point I didn't know where I was going to live. I was just 17, 16 years old. And um, it was really, really weird because my diploma from the London Academy of Grooming, you know, on like perfumes, it says London, Paris, New York. On my, mm -hmm. on my diploma at school, it said London, Paris, Detroit. Who on earth puts Detroit on, on a... Uh, on a certificate, you know, in that kind of way, London, Paris. And it ended up, where did I fly to? What I moved to? I moved to, I landed in Detroit and I lived in Michigan. And it was just really, really weird. And you know what? I've always had an open mind to, um, you know, to mediums, to psychics, because you know what? I, you know, I, I always say it's not, it can't be just chance. There has to be, there has to be a reason behind the paths we take and so on and so forth. Well, that's why I always teach my students. Everything is about evidence, 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 evidence. I remember I had a student that was here at my house one night and she said, I have a friend that wants to have a reading from you. And, and this wasn't animal stuff, but it, it was people stuff. So all of a sudden, I just started, you know, vomiting from the mouth, all this information. She'll hold on, hold on. And she gets her on the phone, puts her on speakerphone. We're sitting right right out here, right out the store. And uh, I turned to her. Her brother had passed. And I turned to her. I said, your nephew is into sports, yes? And she said, I don't know. And I said, I clearly see him with a soccer ball. 
I said, and your brother, I, I see he had um, a love for a baseball team that had that was significant with the color red, a red hat. And she's like, I don't know. And she walked out in the garage for some reason. She turned around. She burst into tears. There was a picture of her brother and her nephew, her nephew with a soccer ball, and her brother was wearing a red baseball hat. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. So it's, it's all about evidence. And I tell people, when you go for a sitting, don't talk. Let the medium talk to you. And a good medium, in the first 10 minutes, if they're not connecting, should refund your money. Because, let me tell you, if you're a hairdresser or a groomer, we have good days and bad days, right? Mm -hmm. We can have them, too. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. We can have them, too. So, you know, it's rule of thumb with me. If in the first 10 minutes, if, you know, anything I'm saying it isn't hitting base, which I've never had to do, but it's my rule of thumb, that I would happily refund and say, you know, I'm just not connecting. And now, thankfully, I've never had to do that. Now, uh, okay, so let's just say you have a room of 20 people and you are really, really like having a lot of, um, a lot of people trying to communicate with you. Are you like emotionally and physically exhausted at the end of it? Is it tired? Not usually. Not usually. It, it used to be, but my guides pretty much protect me. Wow. And now, and when you say your guides, um, do you, I mean, how many guides can a person have? Oh. How many do you want? Okay, okay. So, all right, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Because I've always... I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have five main guides, at the very least. Wow. But yeah. who's to say you can't have unlimited number? Now, are the guides that a person has? Are they all past? Obviously, they're past people. Are they? Or are they? Is a spirit guide? somebody that you knew and they've passed or are they or could my spirit guide be a native indian your spirit guide can be somebody that has passed and it could be somebody you've never known it could be a native american i have sam which could be one of my great grandfathers that i never met i have jane i have Uh, where you know who she was i don't know but you know she's my joy guide i have charles again could be a great grandfather um duane and i have thomas troy those are in my five main um not all of them do i know where they came from interesting interesting now and then i have deceased loved ones that walk with me I find, you know, it's interesting to me, but I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to find all the, all the right questions. Like, because I, I mean, I could literally sit down and talk to you for hours and hours and hours, um, you know, but obviously, you know, um, the other question I have, and then we we'll move on to the animal communication. But when you walk into a house, do you also, do you all, a lot of people always ask you, do you feel spirits in this house? Or do you, <laughs> and, and are you always, um, opens that conversation or 
do you sometimes not bring it up if they don't ask you, but you do feel them? I'm always open to the conversation. And it's funny you said that because the wife and I just got back from Disney. Oh, probably a couple weeks ago. And we had rented a cabin. And when we walked in, I went into the bedroom and I said, oh, something bad's happened here. And my wife was like, what? And I said, I don't know. I'm not trying to see it. And I slept out in in the living room. Are you kidding me? Really? No. Yeah. So what does your wife think about all this? You know, she's very spiritual, too. She's an acupuncture physician. So she has, you know, all her holistic training. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a Reiki master. So she's very in tune with it as well. And she's very um, intuitive. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And um, obviously, you know, you didn't like what you felt in that room. You chose to sleep on the couch. Um, so, so, So if you do feel negative energy, excuse me, you have the choice to tune it out and not let them in, correct? Yeah, I'll tune it out and I'll walk away. Interesting. I'll just okay. go in a, in a different direction. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I just think it's, I've, I think it's fascinating. Um, next question. Obviously, you know, you're a medium. And now we're going to talk about the animal communication. Now, first of all, I want to let everybody know, January 17th, um, January 17th of next year, obviously, um, Randy's doing, is it a seminar or a webinar, Sandy? It's it's online and it will be a workshop on animal communication, teaching people. Um, as a matter of fact, I saw Michelle Shaw is watching, and she she's a groomer. She came to me. She had never worked with spirit before, and she's pardon the language. She's kick ass now at animal communication, and as a matter of fact, she's on all, all the Facebook stuff I do. We call her Jack on uh on the facebook stuff but uh i've had a lot of groomers come to me with no experience so this is a good way to get started it will be three full days it'll probably be every other sunday starting january 17th it'll be a full day yeah we'll skip a sunday we'll be on a sunday we'll skip a sunday we'll be on a sunday and then after that i'll have practice rooms where they can come in and we can bring people in like like yourself, if you want to come in, mm-hmm. I bring people in, Eric Tacey, Heather Rose, all these different people where they can come in as sitters and my students do practice readings because it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Interesting. So the key is to keep using it, keep using it. Um, a lot of people will go to workshops and they'll be on fire on fire like they'll amaze themselves oh my god i can't believe i'm doing this right they'll go home three months later they can't connect with spirit at all and it's because they're not using that muscle it weakens and you know then they feel like they can't connect so it's all about using it using it using it the more you use it the stronger it gets okay now if a person comes to your workshop and they want to obviously, you know, okay, first of all, I want to get one thing clear for people. Animal communication, you are communicating with past animals or you're communicating with animals like your cat or my dog, 
which are you know which are living both both okay interesting okay so when it comes to a groomer who wants to attend your workshop obviously they attend your workshop and they want to maybe communicate with past animals when it comes to communicating with living animals dogs will come into their shop what are the benefits for them for doing this oh it's endless um past animals is more mediumship okay because they're on the other side um when you're talking about living animals and let's talk about from a groomer standpoint let's talk about what it did for me when i was grooming more full-time a dog will come to you, that dog's got issues. Let's say it's, it's really behaving badly. Well, I can now find out a little bit about why. If I can understand it, I may be able to help it. Yeah. So let's say this dog has been with a groomer before in the past that treated it badly and now it's afraid of groomers. Well, now I can work at winning that dog's trust. I can communicate with that dog and say, listen, I promise you I'm not going to hurt you. You know, um, let's say the dog doesn't like something in particular. Let's say clippers. Okay, I'll hand scissor you. Interesting. Okay, there's different things I can get from this animal where I can turn around and it makes my job easier and it makes this animal's life a lot more enjoyable. Exactly. And I've had a lot of dogs that were biters and I used to specialize in those because why I could communicate with them and I could work with them. I only had one dog that remained a biter throughout her entire life. And she just did not like the process. She loved me before she loved me after she just didn't like the grooming process, no matter what you did. She just didn't like it. Um, but all the rest of them, they became amazing on my table. Just amazing. Maybe they're not feeling well. Exactly. You know, and that happened. Yeah. And, you know, so, somebody doesn't know it. Um, maybe they're having trouble. They may have some arthritis in the leg that's bothering them and they can't stand that long. You know, there's a lot of information you can get. So, 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 okay. So, let's just as an example, a dog comes into you and they're not feeling good. When that dog, or when you're communicating with that dog, are you communicating in voice like we are right now, or are you doing it all in your mind? So you're you're saying it in in your head, and and they are responding, or and how are they communicating? How do you hear their voices? Sorry for all the questions. I'm just trying to figure out. No, no, no. You know, it's all, it's all good the... that. No, it's good that you ask. It, you know, just like I told you the other day when you asked me if I and during mediumship, do I hear like word I'm hearing you now, yeah. or is it in my head? It can be both. Okay. Um, and like I told you, you know, think about somebody you love that's crossed over, and maybe the way they answered the phone. Or, you know, they had a, a saying they would say all the time. And I said, and you're hearing it and you're right now. And yeah. you said, yes. Yeah. So it can happen in a variety of ways. A lot of times a dog will give you pictures. Um, I would talk to them either or. 
um, most of the time I would probably talk out loud just like I'm talking to you. Um, the answers can come back in a multitude of ways. It, it could either come from my spirit guides, which a lot of times it does, and it'll be an inner voice. It can be a picture. If the dog's not feeling well, I can just be drawn to a certain area. Um, who was that? I want to say it's Heather Hudson. Uh, she had a dog. I believe that dog is passed now. Um, and that dog, I felt, I felt my arm, my shoulder bothering me on a certain side. And I said, I'm being drawn into this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's a multitude of ways. And if you're just open, you're going to get it. Interesting. You, know, because... you just have to be open and you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to your sight and, you know, your senses. You have to pay attention to all of it. Well, you know what I do have to say? I think, I think in these days now, there's a lot more groomers which want to take the more spiritual route, the more gentle leader route. You know what? It doesn't matter how you name it. Like right now, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people talking about, you know, people looking at dogs' body language. And I think it's really important, just like you said, when especially when it comes to, you know, if a dog's not feeling good, I think when it comes to understanding certain breeds and also understanding, um, for instance, an air down, an air down normally carries its tail up in the air. So if it came into you and it's kind of cowering with its tail between its legs, maybe it's not feeling good. And I think this is a good, that's reading dog's body language. Um, and I think then the communication will come into it. And believe me, I can just imagine the amount of people that maybe listens to this. And I hope whoever's listening to this really does with an open mind. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether you want to believe in something or not. I think it's interesting listening. And I think anything that can make your job easier and anything as an animal lover to bring us closer to animals is a plus in my opinion. I mean, more full time, whenever an animal came into my mobile, the first thing I asked it was, so how are we doing today? Yeah. That was the first thing I would say. I'd put them up on the table. How are you doing today, sweetheart? And, you know, for anybody that doesn't believe, and, and, and everybody's entitled to their opinion, yeah. and, and I get yeah. that. But the first thing I would say to them is when you've got a lot of top groomers in the USA that have come in, and I can assure you, none of them have really said anything to me, but I can assure you some of them came in thinking to myself, mm-hmm, they quack. sure didn't leave. Yeah, they sure didn't leave thinking, mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was with my students. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was with students. Exactly. So, I, you know, there's... I think it's good, and and I think it's I think it's important. But we should all obviously have an open mind. And you know, but when it comes to you know, um, I think it's a subject where I think it's a subject where people are more scared of than anything. I think it scares people more probably, and because of the fear, 
they choose to um, poo-poo it and just say, no, I'm not a believer. When in reality, they probably want nothing to, nothing more than, you know, you know, than to believe. You know, so I, I think it's amazing and interesting. Now, on your um, seminars, I do have to ask so people know, um, how much do you charge for the seminars? The one you're doing in January, um, is it that one? Is going to be two fifty. Okay. And, and it'll be three full days and there will be a lot of practice time in there where I'll bring in sitters and people will practice. Um, there'll be meditations on meeting your spirit guides so that people can learn who their spirit guides are and start building relationships with them. That's vital Wow! in this kind of work. It's absolutely vital. So there'll be a lot going on. Um, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do for the people over in England because I've had a lot of people requesting me to go there and teach, which hasn't been feasible yet. And especially with COVID, it's not. Yeah. So what I may do is I may do it earlier in the day because you guys are five hours ahead Yeah. so that they can join. And then maybe down the road, you know, we can go to one of your your seminars and do one there or something like that well that's what i was going to say for anybody in england who is interested interested in um being a part of this if you could let me know because you know obviously the more interest we have and i'm sure i'll, I'll do some more advertising after this but that way we can bring sandy over to the uk and um we could do maybe like a little tour maybe we could do um we could start off in the south which is around london area and then go mid-country, and then, then make it up to Scotland. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. It really is. And you know what is really weird? When um, we did that, we did the same tour with Sally Hawks. It was um, me and Sally did seminars for Christie's um, Direct. And um, we stayed in um, beautiful hotels all the, all the time. And Coleman was with me. And we stayed in a ho a hotel. I, I forget the area, but it was a big, big white house. It was beautiful, and I want to say it's probably closer to where we live now because it was on the end of the tour. And we were in this room, and we both woke up at the same time in the middle of the night. And I said, "I do not like this room. I don't like it." <laughs> There's something in this room. It's it's negative. It's just a horrible energy, and it was the the big big white house hotel used to be a hospital back in the day. So you could imagine um, if it was a hospital in the sixties and seventies, some of the um, therapies, Hi, they, sweetheart, all the stuff, all oh, the kitty cat, um, some of the therapies yes, they would this, perform. This is poopy. Poopy's a kitty cat's cute. Really cute. Is that a calico? What color would they call it? A calico? You know, she's just some mixed breed cat that originated. She was born in Kentucky. Okay, yeah. okay. She's cute. Coleman loves cats. Loves, loves, loves cats. And um, I'm allergic to cats. However, every time I go to Seattle to see Coleman, we would... Um, obviously, you know, Animo would come. She passed away last year. Animo would come into the bedroom and do a beeline for me. It's almost like, ah, you're, you're allergic to cats. I'm going to come mess with you now. And to be honest, <laughs> it was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I, um, I, I didn't get a really bad reaction from her. So 
that was really, really good. So I was happy about that. But um, anyway, we, we have been talking for 52 minutes and two um, three seconds. And um, we will be coming to an end soon. But, you know, for anybody out there, Randy, who has questions, obviously, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can get in contact with me via Facebook, which is Randy, R-E-N-D-I, Sands, S-A-N-D-S. They can get in touch with me, randysands.com. And my phone number is pretty readily available out there also. Randy Sands. And also, um, if somebody wants to have a reading with you via um, online, how how much would it be? Um, it depends what they're looking for. Okay. So the best thing I could tell them to do is to call me. Okay, cool. And okay. Um, I'll even put my phone number out there. It's 954-305-7050. Wonderful. And it's so they can, they can feel free to reach out to me. And your website is um, www.randysands.com. And I will put that, I'll put that in the description anyway, so people can, um, obviously that's a website and they can talk to you about um, the mediumship and all that kind of information. Yeah, the next, we're revamping the website right now. So the next series of classes, which will start in January, won't go up onto the website for another week or two. Okay, okay. and that, I'm so, in the process of doing all that stuff and getting it to the IT person now. And for the January 17th, that is, like you said, that's going to be done over... Three Sundays? Three Sundays. It'll be every other week. Okay. For okay. three Sundays. And, and obviously, that is is open to anybody because it's a webinar? Or is it only anybody. Anybody from around the world? Anybody, all levels. And also, guys. So just, whether somebody's been doing it for a while but just wants more training yeah. or whether it's somebody brand new, never done it before, all wel- all welcome. And also, so $250, that works out in pounds to be around about probably about 198 pounds. So that's not bad for three, four days of education for people that are really passionate about the communication, the mediumship. And um, I mean, I think I might even be joining that because I find that fascinating. And especially... Do you know why it's so reasonable? Why is that? Okay. Let's look at let's break things down how many reasons or or how how many things do animals need to convey how many, they oh. don't like the way they're being treated yeah they don't like their food they don't feel good um there's not it's not like mediumship where there's so many angles right it's and not to say that you don't get something new all the time, but for the most part, with animal communication, there's a small bowl, okay? It's vital, in my mind, that we help animals stay in loving homes. So... If an animal is misbehaving in a home, why is that? Is it because they don't understand what's expected of them? Is it they don't feel good? What is it? 
we need to help animals stay in loving homes. So what is, how do we do that? We do that by having a large pool of animal communicators that are good, that have been taught well, that have been tried and true and, you know, have a good degree of accuracy, right? Yeah. So as a spiritualist, it's our belief that this is not for the elite. It's for everybody. So if I charged a high dollar amount, what am I doing? I'm alleviating everybody and I'm making it for the elite. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That is true. I, I totally agree. And you know what? What really just really hit me right just now was when when you keep on saying the word communication in life we are told communicate communication is key communicate communication is key so why shouldn't that be key also in animals and why shouldn't that be key also in mediumship and when if you want to talk to um loved ones and which i find really really interesting um because i'm learning to meditate and i i really really come a long way when it comes to meditation to relax myself is I would love to do the meditation to understand who my spirit guides are. I think that would be fascinating. Oh, we can do that one day. We can do one for everybody. Yeah. We can have a zoom like this and bring different, you know, whoever wants to come in and we can do a a spirit guide meditation. Yeah. But you know, communication is key and, and think about it for us. It's pretty easy. You and I have been sitting here enjoying ourselves, communicating. How? By opening our mouths and speaking. Yeah. Animals don't have that luxury. It's not as easy for them. Exactly. And, you know, I've met a lot of bad people. I've never met a bad animal. I've met animals that were misunderstood, animals that didn't understand what was expected of them, animals that were fearful what have you, but I've never met a bad animal. That's so, so true. I mean, when you think about it, when I come across animals and, you know, and and they say, oh, he's really nasty. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's just like a naughty child. He's kind of cute in a, in a naughty way. <laughs> but I've met some pretty nasty people in my life. And even with them people, I look at them and say, you know what? I wish you well because i try to always um i mean let's face it we get angry and we may say oh i can't stand that person but in reality i I, there's not a person i can really say i do not i dislike there's people out there that we just don't necessarily see eye to eye but i would never wish anything bad on anybody and i wish everybody well and when it comes to people's success i'm happy for them no matter who they are and um, I just wish they were that everybody felt the same. And we we obviously are seeing more posts where it says just be a little bit more kinder. But I think um, a lot of people should maybe tap into their more spiritual side, and I think that would help a lot of people out, especially with the amount of um, mental issues or mental illnesses that people are having. And I just think it's because people are getting bogged down with life and taking on too much and working too hard and they just get stressed out. They just, they just need to take time out for themselves. I agree. And, you know, I don't know what it's like 
over in England, but here life is very hectic. You know, you've got work, then you've got to rush the kids to here and go there and you have errands to run and, you know, the contractor to be home for and the this and the that and the other thing. And people forget that if you don't take time for self-care, you're going to be in a very bad place. Yeah, that's right. I agree. And you you don't have to take huge amounts of time. And that's where that's where people go wrong. You know, 15 minutes is a whole lot better than nothing. That's right, exactly. I tell I tell people that all the time. I tell groomers this all the time. If you were to put yourself into a room for 15 minutes every single day, listen to thunder and lightning, listen to whatever it may be. On my phone, I have a native Indian music and it's absolutely beautiful pipes and water and fire crackling. And I allow myself now to relax and go somewhere else and then come out of my meditation and get back on with you know, whatever I was doing. But um, I tell groomers, have a lunch break, take time out for yourself, reflect on the whole day was your day bad because you woke up that in a bad mood and took it to work or was that first dog bad and was it actually bad or was it you that made it bad there's many many reasons why and i tell people groomers have an issue right now because they're taking on way too much work they're getting stressed out they're going to end up hating their jobs because they're not taking care of themselves so i totally agree let me tell you let me tell you you don't even have to take time out now that I've found an outdoor pool because I had gained a lot of weight when COVID hit because I was swimming every day, two to four miles, and, you know, you just suddenly stop. So I'm back to swimming. You know, I have the, um, the Aftershock X trainer for swimmers, which is like an MP3 player that goes underwater. And I have the Om Namah Shiva tra- uh, chant, which, you know, it's 108 times. Yeah. And when I first start swimming, I'm listening to Om Namah Shiva 108 times as I'm swimming. And then it goes into some of the music that you were talking about. Yeah. You know, because I was partially raised by Native Americans. So the drumming, um, the flutes, the water, what have you. So I'm doing something productive while I'm meditating. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, and I think and, I think that's true. You know, um, I know when I was now when I walk in the woods, I don't just go on a walk. I actually walk and I stop and I take in my surroundings and I appreciate, you know, appreciate the world or appreciate the woods or appreciate where I am because I think too many times we walk around, we do this, we do that, we haven't got a clue what's around us. Anytime we just walk, boom, and we're just gone. We need to just chill out and just like stop. And um, whether that's mindfulness or being in the moment or whatever it may be, um, I know there's so much I have to learn. I mean, and I and I'm willing to learn and open to learn. And I just hope that a lot of people are also. And you know, take time, walk outside, and say, where can I find beauty today? It might be something simple like a squirrel's playing in the yard. Yeah. Or, 
you know, a plant that, you know, is just, you have to get down, honey, or a plant that's just gorgeous that catches your eye. Um, I have set in my phone throughout the day in my calendar and it repeats every single day at different times of the day. What does my energy look like? Yeah. You know, what magic have I seen today? Yeah. Uh, I think that I, I remember when I go to Seattle, Coleman's mum is, she works a lot with doTERRA oils and she's very spiritual mm -hmm. and we, there's sticky notes all over the house on the mirrors um, you know, smile, you're beautiful. Or it could be <laughs> just just little things which makes you remember because like you just said, what is what is my energy like? We go through the day and we forget to think about stuff like that. And before we know it, we've without even knowing it, our energy's been sh shite all day long, you know, and crap. So when you remind yourself and it makes you kind of rethink things and... Um, and reflect on things and why and and gives you the reasons and all that kind of stuff yeah because my phone will alert and it'll say what does your energy look like and i'll be like oh ugly right now let's fix that exactly yeah. you know yeah and we're we as people we've become shallow breathers sometimes it's just a matter of taking a few nice deep breaths yeah that's and that's it's amazing it's amazing what a shift you'll feel. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's it's amazing. Well, wow, we've done good talking, haven't we? Um, but I'm going to close out this lovely podcast with you, Randy, and I'm sure we can come back and do other podcasts in the future and really um, home in on certain subjects and um, I really do hope that people take advantage of your seminar in January because obviously with COVID, people can't go out. So a lot of things are going on online. There's no excuse not to have education. If you want something for Christmas, guys, and I know this is terrible, me giving you a plug, but I'm going to anyway. Um, if you want something for Christmas, maybe get your partner say, you know what? I want to go on this course and... Um, get in tune with my spiritual side, which I think we all could benefit from. But anyway, Randy... I'll you, tell you I'll tell you a quick secret bef before you close out. Well, I think the same about you, Colin. Um, I'll tell you a secret before we close out is I've actually come to learn that I like teaching online far better. And I'll tell you why. When I teach locally and I want to bring sitters in for my students to practice with, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. But I can bring people in from all over the world online. And I can put people in breakout rooms, you know, where I put a, a, a animal communicator, medium, whatever, and a sitter for 10 minutes. And then I can switch them like musical chairs. And they're doing rapid fire readings. And there's no better way to build that, that muscle than by doing the work wow so you're so sitters, i actually like it so you're just a quickie so your sitters come on there and while they're talking to somebody okay so, so let's just say they're talking to pina and then and i'm and i'm in the room also and they get something which is meant for me well they say 
I think this is meant for somebody else or whatever. So could a sitter get something from me, but when they're talking to somebody else? Well, I think we're confusing a little, a little bit of terms here. So let's say, let's use the term medium okay. and the term sitter. Okay. So a sitter is somebody coming in for a reading. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. I got you. So what I do with my students is I will take, we'll call it a medium. I will put a medium and a sitter in a breakout room together for 10 minutes with, with guidelines. So let's say I have 12 mediums and I bring in 12 sitters. Okay. I'll put them all in breakout rooms. They'll have 10 minutes. Boom. I switch this sitter to this medium. And then the next sitter comes in with that medium. So in an hour, they can do five or six different readings. Awesome. Back to back to back to back. So guys, it's a little bit like, speed dating but with speed dating you get nothing in return but with this you get a, <laughs> you get a lot in return <laughs> that's really really important well we are going to close out randy you've been amazing and it's been lovely talking to you and i'm you're going to sit right there while i close out and i can say goodbye to you okay but, yes and thank you for having me sweetheart it was uh it was a pleasure to have you contact me and ask me no absolutely you know what I'm, I'm glad i did because i want to work more with you on maybe some fundraisers and what why not involve more people from around the world hey and let's, let's see if we, let's see if we can do something so i'm going to close this out guys you guys have been amazing hope you've enjoyed is that a dog hit in my tea and we will see you later Yeah. <laughs>